0: This year, did you share a Waleed Ali viral video? Did you join Snapchat for five minutes like I did? Did you dabble in Instagram stories or watch the Prime Minister do a Facebook Live? Because 2016 was the year we filmed everything. Hello, Monique Bowley here with another bonus episode of Mamma Mia Out Loud. And we're saying goodbye, farewell, adios to 2016 with the moments and the big trends and themes of the year. Joining me for the year in oversharing on film is entertainment producer Brittany Stewart and social media guy Josh Britt. Hello. We're filming this at the moment, so meta. So meta. Okay, so I'll start with you, Brittany. How did videos come to just be everywhere this year? Where'd it start?
1: I think we can blame the little yellow ghost of Snapchat for kind of kicking it all off because I feel like... Again, Snapchat's been around for a while. I think 2011, it introduced videos in 2014. But this year, it just went crazy. I think, like you said, oversharing from sharing what you had for breakfast to some people are uh, talking about Snapchatting their labour young mummy is going to Snapchat her labour. So nothing is too trivial or too gory to share.
2: My issue with Snapchat is, is that it's really hard to, unless you are with a friend, be like, oh, what's your Snapchat name? Or like you have to go through your contacts list. And I just find adding people is just too difficult. And because Instagram now has their Instagram stories and I've got all my friends on Instagram and it's much easier to search and find people that way, I've kind of neglected Snapchat. I mean, I, I get that it serves a purpose, but... I'm all about the Instagram stories in 2017.
1: So one thing that was really interesting about 2016 being the year we filmed everything was that Vine, an app dedicated to video, died. And Vine is oh all God. about videos. RIP oh, yeah. Vine. I know. I never used it.
0: I don't so, even so, remember how that So worked. Vine
1: was like the three to five second video, or it was yeah. really short videos, and I think that's yeah. what started like the Facebook celebrities that just do skits and little scenes. I think Vine kicked it off, but for some reason it just couldn't survive. I guess Snapchat and Instagram stories, those things just kind of took over.
2: And so I guess that Snapchat really capitalised on that market and did it better, and then, yeah, it's, Vine's gone.
1: Right, so
0: after Snapchat started to really gain traction, then it went to, f- I remember Facebook Live, that was big.
1: That yeah. was huge. So what was that? That was about in April this year when yeah. our good mate Mark Zuckerberg introduced Facebook Live.
0: Hey everyone, uh, we're live
2: from Facebook headquarters uh, for the first ever uh, live Q&A that we've done as a community together. And that
1: was literally like giving all the expensive video production equipment to you in your pocket and it's insane. Uh I mean, particularly with the election, we saw a lot of Facebook Live coverage and then everything from the Chew- Chewbacca mom, 166 million people have watched oh. that Facebook Live of her trying on the Chewbacca mask and just having a laugh of it. Okay, so this is what I got. Once again, this is for me. <laughs> That's not... have said things like their friends doing facebook lives doing trivial stuff like brushing their teeth
0: speaking of trivial i saw a live video stream in january this year that half a million people watched that was just a live stream of this enormous puddle in england and people watched as pedestrians tried to negotiate it and not fall into it
1: over 500,000 viewers captivated by a live stream of people attempting to cross a puddle in northern england From leapers and jumpers to climbers and swimmers. Puddle watchers everywhere were treated to six hours of man versus nature.
0: Half a million people watched it. 100,000 tweets. And some commentators have said that hashtag drum and puddle was a very defining moment in social media where people will just watch a live stream of anything. I'm getting FOMO
1: (laughs) you just talking about that. I need to see what (laughs) happens.
0: So I also feel like Facebook suddenly went very pro video. A lot of people talk about the Facebook algorithm, Josh. Is there some magical formula that meant Facebook pushed video into our feed?
2: Facebook became more about videos because they wanted to try and get a portion of YouTube's audience and so they were very much interested in pushing out videos and also the Facebook algorithm which changed mid this year um, was designed to ensure that you saw more family and friends content rather than publishers or videos. But the the reason that videos do so incredibly well is because Facebook prioritises engagement and so if something is uh, being uh, a lot of people are tagging their friends in the video Um, then things will just snowball and it kind of goes it can go viral very quickly so the video is really tapping into the human condition or is funny or topical then you're more likely to tag a friend and then Facebook recognizes oh this is of interest to a lot lot of people and it will continue to snowball and then send it out to as many people as it possibly can.
0: I also read or heard somewhere that as Facebook can tell, when you're scrolling through your phone, they can tell if you slow down or stop on something. They count that as engagement. If you pause for a second on something on Facebook, like it counts as engagement. So they'll put it up into people's feeds, which yes. is crazy. So a video, yeah. if you see something moving on the screen, you're more likely to stop. <sighs> yeah. So Facebook's move into videos was strategic to try and beat YouTube, which until now had been the second largest search engine in the entire world.
1: I know that a lot of YouTubers are disgruntled. Um, YouTube have changed their... recently gone through a change of algorithm, which isn't keeping people very happy. But just for example, from the last, uh, the last few weeks, so there's, there's a guy called the Chicken Cotisseur. I'm not sure if either of you have heard of them, um, who is um, a, a teenage guy in the UK that goes around reviewing his local chicken shops. Absolutely hilarious. Is it- so you someone who likes chips... Don't come here for juice. Disappointment. Um, he's been on YouTube for months, uh, almost a year. A, a Facebook page shared his video, and suddenly his YouTube subscribers have grown by a hundred, up to a hundred thousand. He's been on every single morning show, and I'm just waiting for the next chicken shop to snap him up for an ad. So, the chicken connoisseur. Looking for the penis munch, he's from the UK, which basically means the best chicken. So he just goes to the chicken shops, reviews them, and literally in the last week, just because one person on Facebook shared his video and it got that engagement, it got people tagging, mm. it's just insane.
0: It just goes to show how much Facebook's ruling our lives, doesn't it? Again. Yeah. It Everything does. comes Definitely. back to Facebook.
2: Mm-hmm, mm. mm-hmm. and facebook by far has the most subscribers and users um, and they will continuously come up with new ways to get us to keep us engaged and to get more people on board mm. i think
1: it's something like a billion daily users facebook has mm.
0: moving on from facebook then we saw instagram stories
1: instagram stories uh, was, has been around i think since august and i think when people launched it everyone was like, what a dud i have snapchat for this i don't need to do that and you saw people being very cautious kind of playing around having a joke about using instagram stories but the success is actually insane so in the three months it's been around it's got 100 million daily active users which is two-thirds of what snapchat has built in five years or something wow so it's just incredible so i think you can definitely expect that to be taking over next year from Snapchat. And I think particularly, as Josh was saying earlier, with Instagram, you've got your million followers already. You don't need to build up a new profile and you can kind of post more day-to-day stuff that might not fit in with the aesthetics of your normal Instagram feed. So you can see a lot of bloggers and Instagram um, Instagram celebrities um, favouring Instagram stories for that very reason. But why do people want to
0: see this behind-the-scenes stuff? Why? Like, Instagram is supposed to be a place of beauty and of
1: jealousy. <laughs> well, you can, you can just compound that further. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Multiple posts a day.
2: I think that the reason why video and with Snapchat and Instagram stories and Facebook Live and all of that has taken off and has been so successful is because it's it's a very personal way of communicating with people. And I think that people kind of did get sick of the stylized, curated Instagram feeds that we were all becoming accustomed to. And these behind-the-scenes snippets are just a totally different tone, and it's refreshing. It's like... I think that maybe, you know, the social media overlords realised that we were kind of getting sick of the same rubbish and they thought, well, we need to mix it up a bit.
1: Instagram and Facebook can sometimes feel so contrived. I think that's what pushed mm. Snapchat to make it so popular. But then you kind of just have to watch, say, someone like Kylie Jenner on Snapchat to know that that is not an authentic view whatsoever.
0: Yeah. What do you mean? Mm.
1: Well, I just mean that, like, Kylie, I think Kylie Jenner is someone who has used Snapchat video and Snapchat stories so well. So she has, I think, something like she's the most watched person on Snapchat by a fair way according to Snapchat um, and gets 10 million people watching her Snapchat stories every single day. Um, When I've had enough with the media, um, what do I do? Honestly, I just talk everything out. I'm a really vocal person. If there's a fake story about me, I'm not going to waste my energy trying to like prove everybody wrong. It's just like not really worth my time because you're not going to please everybody. So to put that into some kind of perspective for you, the same number of people watch Kylie Jenner, Snapchatting her, singing, singing in her car, or doing her makeup, or literally just pulling about 5,000 different poses in a mirror. Then the number of Australians who watched William and Kate get married and the 2005 Australian Open final um, with Leighton Hewitt. So that's six million people watch Wills and Kate, four million people watch those Australian Open. The two most watched broadcasts TV programs in Australian history combined is the number of people that watch Kylie Jenner on Snapchat every single day.
0: And she does nothing but pout.
1: She does nothing but pout.
2: <laughs> and and puts samples of her lip kit, yes. uh, the colours of her lip kit and lipstick on her hand. This
1: is Genius. Genius. <laughs> or infuriating.
0: We also saw, uh, apart from celebrities... We just saw newsmakers really using video this year in yeah. really interesting and different ways.
2: Mm. Yeah, I think that with the US election in particular, I mean, the, the thing that I love about a Facebook Live is is that it is breaking news. And so television stations in particular will say something is breaking, but it's probably half an hour, an hour after the event has actually happened. Whereas with uh, Facebook, uh, Facebook Live, it actually is breaking and you're watching it second by second, minute by minute, and it just transports you across the other side of the world and you feel like you are in that room or, or in, the, in the scene.
1: It's given power to people in areas, talking about Syria, talking about Aleppo, the places where mainstream journalists can't get to, it's allowing the citizens to kind of literally, as you said, showcase what is happening minute by minute as it's happening, which I think is such an incredibly powerful tool.
0: Mm-hmm. So what were the big video trends this year, Josh?
2: I think Mannequin Challenge is one of my favourites. Um, it's basically where it's a short video um, of a whole group of people and they're in whatever, you know, like a basketball court or an office or on a plane, and they're all frozen in time. And like so statues. Looks, yeah, like statues. It's, it's trying to be like, like a time warp, I guess. Like, it's like time has stood still and someone is going through and filming it with a camera. Um, and you get kind of that, like, what would be if time was to stop and everyone was just to be dead still. That's kind of the, the, the effect.
1: And people are so brave about it, but like I've seen some where they've got like babies who are clearly not having any of it and kind of just <laughs> kicking their legs or laughing. But yeah, everyone has been doing it. Everyone from like you said, and me have done it to like my local restaurant down the road has done it, to my gym. Like it's just crazy. It's just taken off.
2: Some of the gym ones were incredible. Like, people doing handstands and hanging upside down. Like, it was just insane. I loved, I loved that that video trend.
0: Mm. I loved the video trend of the viral monologue. Sonia Kruger's not evil. She's
2: scared and she's trying to make sense of the world. And yesterday she admitted to not feeling safe. How do you think she feels now? It's this cycle of legitimate fear that's met with hostility or derision that's led to more than half a million Australians... Voting for Pauline Hanson two
1: weeks ago.
0: So Waleed Ali did viral editorials on everything from the milk tax debate to Donald Trump leaking tapes. Um, I really thought that that was a good way to encapsulate a big issue in a small amount of time that it w- felt engaging to me. And because I don't always get home to sit down and watch the project, it's like the shows mm. come to you. Same with John Oliver. I, ne- I don't watch his nightly show, but I feel like I know what's going on because that's come to us.
1: I think so it's that- about
2: convenience too
1: definitely those bite-sized pieces and i think news organizations and producers are very much cottoned onto that and in terms of even when they're doing the new shows where you've got like an hour show they're looking for those two or three minute bites that they can put mm. online and can just kind of send out and just watch the engagement tick 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 mm. Mm.
2: people always ask how, how does something go Viral. Is there a secret ingredient to making a video do really, really well? I mean, I, I'm just looking at this list that I've put together of of videos that did well. Carpool Karaoke, which is again from James Corden's television show. Trump and Clinton singing I've Had the Time of My Life. Chewbacca Mom. Um, Apple Pen. Those sorts of videos are so diverse. And there's, there's no real reason why any of them have gone viral. But I think that what we will see is um, producers constantly trying to put out the <laughs> Videos that are topical and they always have to be funny. There has to be some sort of element of humor, which all of those have in them. And, you know, if they're clever as well, then they're going to do really well. Mm-hmm. So we had our, our video, Heels or No Heels, went um, absolutely gangbusters and went all over the world. So it was basically just a video, um, a split screen on one side, um, one of our staff is briny, wearing no heels, and on the other side, she was wearing heels. And it just showed her in a whole bunch of different daily situations. Uh, the It received collectively over 17 million views. And then overall, um, in 2016, Mamma Mia's Facebook received a whopping 234 million views across all of our videos, which is extraordinary. And so we really are in the age of viral videos.
0: So 2016 will go down in the history books as the year we filmed everything, but it's not going to stop. 2017 sounds like we'll be seeing more Live labours, like live women giving birth. Um, so, if you, yeah, you can watch total strangers give birth or put lipstick on in their car. Like, it's just, mm. it's a weird time, guys. It's the a age weird time. We mm. Thank you very much for joining me both today. Thanks, Mons. No That's Josh Thanks, Mons. Britt, social media guy, and Britney Stewart, entertainment producer for Mamma Mia.
1: See you next year. Bye. Bye.
0: And coming up tomorrow, there was one food that dominated the landscape in 2016. Beloved by health food nuts and hipsters alike, it was a very humble fruit that dominated both brunch and dinner time conversations. Talk to you then.